This is episode 527 of the AWS podcast, released on June 5th, 2022. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the official AWS podcast. We got some exciting updates on all the things big data. I am Hanwin Lochran, and today I am joined by two special guests, Radhika Ravi Rala and Natasha Maheshe. Radhika and Natasha, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Han. Now, before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you do for Amazon Web Services? I'm Natasha and I run the product marketing team here for Analytics at AWS. Uh, and I also work on Amazon EMR. Hi, everyone. My name is Radhika Ravirala. I'm the product manager for Amazon EMR service, where I focus primarily on our high-end Presto engines. And I'm also looking into releasing new features for our EMR uh, serverless. Awesome. Well, we're here today to discuss a new launch called Amazon EMR service. Game changer. So the first question I have for you is, what is Amazon EMR? Uh, so Amazon EMR is a service that you use to run large distributed data processing jobs, interactive SQL queries, and machine learning application built using open source frameworks such as Apache Spark, Apache Hive, uh, Presto, and many, many more. So what are some of the common use cases for EMR? Uh, some of the common use cases that we are seeing with EMR is uh, ML acceleration, building applications that rely on uh, a lot of data. So we are talking about petabyte scale of data. So, so a lot of financial institution, manufacturing. You know, exactly. Got it. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So how many deployment models does EMR have? Right now, EMR supports four deployment models. Um, and we did that just to make sure that we are supporting our customers uh, depending on their needs. So today, customers can deploy EMR on EC2 instances, on EKS, on Outpost, and last but not least, and my favorite one is with serverless. So what are we launching? We are launching EMR serverless. Uh, EMR serverless is a new option in Amazon EMR that makes it easy for data analysts and engineers to run open source big data frameworks without having to configure, scale, or manage clusters or servers. With EMR serverless, you get all the benefits and the feature that you love about EMR without the need to have experts to plan and manage clusters. Gotcha. So really to take that undifferentiated heavy lifting at exactly. a whole new serverless level. That is amazing. So exactly. I have that's awesome. So in terms of like EMR, I've um, have First deployed it myself on EMR and EC2 once upon a time. And I've actually had some customers deploy things on EMR on Outpost. And there are some things on EMR, EKS, and now we have EMR serverless. So what are the differences? Hey, Han. So EMR on EC2, EMR, EKS, and EMR on Outpost, and the newly uh, new deployment option we have, the EMR serverless, these are all various deployment models to fit the various needs of our customers. So EMR provides the option to run applications on EC2 instances, EKS clusters, or outposts, which is closer to a customer's data center, and serverless, which is the new option. So to tell you the difference uh, between these various deployment options, let's begin with EMR on EC2. 
So EMR on EC2 clusters are uh, suitable for customers that need maximum control and flexibility over how they want to run their applications. So with EMR on EC2 clusters, customers can choose the EC2 instance type they want for their workload, customize the Amazon Linux image, customize EC2 instance configuration itself, customize and extend any open source frameworks they want to install, whether it is uh, one open source they want to run or uh, multiple. And then finally, they can also install additional custom software on these cluster instances to support their workloads. If you look into EMR on EKS, it, EMR on EKS is ideal for customers that want to standardize on their EKS environments to manage clusters across various applications or use different versions of the open source framework on the same cluster. To give you an example, if customers intend to run different versions of Spark, uh, they can easily do that on EMR on EKS. When we come to EMR on Outposts, it is uh, really for customers who want to run EMR closer to their data centers in, in the Outposts environment, which is an offering for hybrid environments. Now, finally, we come to EMR Serverless, which is a deployment option for customers that want to avoid the overhead of managing and operating clusters and simply want to run their applications using the open source frameworks. Gotcha. So in terms of how much control you want on your EMR to how much uh, overhead that you want to carry or more like if you just want to focus on your uh, model build. So this the uh, different flavors for uh, different use cases. So awesome. Correct. So in terms of like, you know, deployment models, right? Um, how do one choose between EMR service and other EMR deployment models? That's a great question, Han. And the answer to that really depends upon your environment and your requirements. For example, if you want to run EMR closer to your data center within an outpost, then EMR on outpost is the best model. Uh, this is for customers who are actually thinking about migrating to the cloud and want to stay, take a step in between by going hybrid. And if you want to choose uh, instance types, maybe for specific uh, workloads, customize machine images and want full flexibility, then you choose EMR on EC2. Uh, again, if you want to containerize your applications and run them on the common EKS clusters where you run other applications, then EMR on EKS is the best option. And if you don't want these flexibilities and if you don't want to manage scale uh, operate clusters, just choose EMR serverless. It's as simple as that. Gotcha. And so it just really depends on what your deployment model, you know, how much of the data, how close and latency concerns, as well as how much of those controls you want just up that stack. Correct. So what are some of the use cases or pain points that our customers are solving with EMR serverless Have you seen? So Han, as Natasha mentioned earlier, uh, we have various EMR use cases uh, that our customers run on, on these clusters. Uh, for example, uh, to run large-scale data processing or what-if analysis using statistical algorithms, uh, to build scalable data pipelines by extracting data from a variety of sources, to process real-time streams, to accelerate data science and ML adoption. Now, if you think about it, running all these different types of use cases in itself is, is quite a challenge. So EMR Serverless intends to provide a simpler experience to get started because you don't have to configure, optimize, operate, or secure your clusters. 
You don't have to worry about what instance types or cluster sizes should I use for my ML use cases or about applying uh, operating system updates. You simply specify the framework and version that you want to use for your application and submit your data processing jobs. Second, there is no need to guess for any cluster sizes anymore. With EMR serverless, you simply create the application using the open source framework version, uh, such as Spark, and you can choose the EMR release label, such as EMR 6.5, and submit your jobs to this application. EMR serverless behind the scenes automatically adds and removes workers at each stage of the data processing job. As a result, you don't have to reconfigure when your traffic patterns or data volumes change. And you're doing this while only paying for what you're consuming during uh, the processing of these jobs. And uh, you can also control costs by specifying the minimum and maximum number of concurrent workers and the vCPU and memory for each of these workers. And there's more. For example, you also don't have to rewrite your application if you're already using open source frameworks such as Spark and Hive. What that means is if you're already running a Spark application on EMR and EC2, you can run the same application without any code changes on EMR serverless. And it also includes the Amazon EMR performance optimized runtime for uh, Apache Spark Hive. And what that means is you get two times the performance of the open source version of these frameworks available. And so customers get the benefit of this optimized uh, framework and also can rely on the fact that the uh, Amazon EMR runtime is API compatible with the open source uh, software. So uh, at the end of the day, you are getting all the benefits that you get out of Amazon EMR without managing any clusters, uh, having your jobs run just as fast and incurring less compute costs. And lastly, uh, you, you want to think about resilience. EMR serverless is a regional service, so you don't have to build an automation or plan for AZ failures. So when you submit jobs to an EMR serverless application, it can run in any AZ in that region. And we typically submit the job in a single availability zone so that we can avoid any performance uh, implications of network traffic going across the AZs. But if for any reason that AZ becomes impaired, the job that you have submitted to your EMR serverless application is automatically run in a different but healthy availability zone. So Han, to, to conclude, EMR serverless brings a lot of benefits and removes a lot of challenges that our customers uh, today face uh, running uh, big data processing frameworks. I mean, it sounds like it's really easy for them to migrate to. Just They just use their existing Apache Spark, Hive, or Presto and just deploy it on EMR serverless and just go, right? Exactly. Uh, the actual application code doesn't change. It's just the way they submit the job is uh, slightly different. But other than that, it's uh, as, as uh, simple as taking your existing applications and running them on a different de- deployment model. Right. And you were talking about cost savings. So what are some of the cost savings they have uh, seen on this type of EMR serverless deployment? Uh, so what we have seen is there are uh, three ways in which EMR serverless can uh, help customers save costs. Uh, first, there is no operational overhead of managing, securing, and scaling your clusters. Second, EMR serverless 
automatically scales up workers at each stage of your processing job and scales them down when they're not required. Um, and while doing so, you're charged for the aggregate vCPU memory and storage resources used from the time a worker starts until the time it stops, uh, rounded to the nearest second with, with a one-minute minimum. So to give you an example for that, uh, let's say your job may require 10 workers for the first 10 minutes of processing the job, and then 50 workers in the next five minutes. So in, in EMR servers, we have implemented something called fine-grained automatic scaling. And because of that, you only incur costs for 10 workers for the first 10 minutes and 50 workers for the next five minutes. As a result of this, you are not paying for underutilized resources. And lastly, EMR serverless includes the Amazon EMR performance optimized runtime uh, for Apache, Spark, and Hive. And so this runtime is API compatible and over twice as fast as standard open source. So which means that your jobs run faster and you incur less compute costs. So these are the three things to remember on how EMR serverless can uh, help save some costs for customers. Great. And so in terms of like frameworks, you know, it does support quite a bit of open source frameworks. So how do you choose for uh, which one to use on EMR serverless? So that really depends upon what applications you're building. And based on that, you can choose the open source frameworks. For example, uh, customers can use Hive and Spark on top of EMR serverless today. You can use Hive for large scale uh, data processing using HiveQL. And uh, Spark uh, can be used for large-scale data transformation pipelines and as well as ML pipelines or, or simply running some of your SQL workloads. Gotcha. So question is, um, on terms of like you know, customers using serverless, um, what are some of the ex experience like from, like for example, if they are deploying or building Spark, Hootie, uh, and um, Presto? You know, what are some of those um, user experiences? Is it the same experience when they are deploying on EMR serverless? Yeah, so the experience is really the same across the board because we want to make sure that our customers have like the simplicity that we offer with EMR. And so we built that, making sure that it's very similar across the different frameworks that customers are choosing to use. Gotcha. In terms of like integration, right? When we're building like a customer, let's say I'm building like my Spark got job and I want to call on other different AWS services, right? You know, how does EMR serverless integrate with other AWS services? EMR is integrated with Amazon S3, uh, which stores most of the data. So people are putting their data in data lakes in S3 and EMR can actually access the data directly from it and query that data. And you are also integrated with AAM. CloudTrail, and CloudFormation. So, Hon, to add to what Natasha just said, uh, you can also use uh, Glue Data Catalog, which is the Hive Metastore for EMR serverless applications. You can also use Secrets Manager if you're interested in saving and storing your credentials there. And uh, most importantly, uh, your EMR serverless also integrates with uh, the key management system or the KMS for our customers to encrypt and decrypt their data. Yeah. So let's just say I would like to just get started. So how do you, how does one get started on EMR serverless? So to get started, it's actually pretty easy. And so what you do, you just create one or more applications that are using any of the frameworks that we've mentioned, such as Spark or Hive. 
And after that, you specify that framework and EMR serverless would release a open source version of that framework. So for example, EMR release 6.4, which correspond to Apache Spark 3.1.2 and the name of your application. And once you've just done that, uh, you create your application, you submit your data processing jobs or interactive requests to your application and uh, everything just runs from there. Wow, that's cool. I'm going to have to try this out. So cool. So in words of wisdom, right, if a customer needs to remember one thing about EMR serverless, you know, what should that be? Uh, the one thing that we want people to remember is just it's super, super simple to get started. And it's also a, a, the most cost-effective way to use EMR today. Great. Awesome. And uh, to just, so if I would like to just, you know, learn more about EMR serverless, you know, where, where do we go to learn more? Uh, we've got a lot of information on our website uh, about EMR serverless. We've got documentations. We've got a couple of blogs actually that are showing how you can use serverless today. But you can also just go to aws.amazon.com slash EMR slash serverless. And you can have all the information that you need about EMR serverless there. Well, thank you so much. That is very insightful. I'm ready to get started on building some of the uh, Spark jobs that I have uh, brewing right now. So Radhika and Natasha, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. And uh, we would love to hear your feedback. And there is a link on the show notes to submit your feedback. So until next time, keep on building. Thank you for having us.